Welcome to Writer Syndrome, a podcast about writing from start to finish. This episode's topic, ideas, where they come from, what do you do with them? Yeah, ideation, what's the big idea? Uh, I'm Russ Capasso and joining me as always is Tim Letney. Tim, where do you where do your ideas come from? Where do my ideas? <laughs> from you, man. You're just like a wellspring of inspiration to me. <laughs> I, I, I literally just put you in a spot where you're just talking about like... It just feels like such a, like a general question to ask someone. Like, so where do your ideas come from? <laughs> I think that's a good question though. And I, I think there's like, you know, it's similar to our, um, you know, write what you know episode a little bit, I guess. But, but I do think there is some like really tactile places that I get inspiration. Yeah. Years ago, like, it would be like documentaries and stuff like that. Like I would be inspired by watching, there was like a nature doc. Actually, this is pretty timely since when this comes out, The Last of Us uh, television show will come out. So years ago, I'd watched like a nature documentary. I think it was Planet Earth or something. And it was about that zombie fungus that the ants had gotten. Mm. So I wrote a little short story around that. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is, it happened, you know, I don't know, six months to a year before The Last of Us video game had come out. And I was like, oh man, like I was on to some decent idea. Now, obviously The Last of Us, wonderful, you know, it's character driven. It's not just about, you know, that outbreak. Yeah. But um, yeah. I'm guessing that Neil Druckmann also watched that documentary or read some nature journal and was like, oh, well, what if this was humans, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I think documentaries are a really good source of inspiration. How about you? Following just the news <laughs> and depending on what, what it is uh, I'm writing, but also doing the old, you know, what if kind of uh, scenario of things that I'm thinking about maybe in the moment or coming across like thriller or actual crimes that are happening in the real world and be like, Oh, what if, you know, there was a team of people who are trying to steal some art from somewhere, blah, blah, blah. You know, how, how would you play that out or what's, you know, what were they thinking? So if that's for me, like just absorbing like a ton of news and just even, even from like the tech side, like if I'm writing or thinking about things from like a thriller or sci-fi, you know, I follow a lot of like the, blogs about like military stuff that's going on and like and even just reading about AI and seeing where where that is kind of going and then how can you take that and spin it to something that's some maybe an interesting idea buried in there. So I have this uh, romanticized view I think of the ideation process and it's based on an old television show I watched when I was a kid it was a Ray Bradbury mm -hmm. theater mm -hmm. and in the introduction you know, the camera like panned across his very messy desk and he would just kind of sit there and look at like a Zeppelin, you know, or <laughs> yeah. some action figure. And, and I was like, oh, is that where the ideas come from? Like just being a slob, just leaving stuff <laughs> just... everywhere. But now look, if you looked at my desk right now, it's similar. Yeah. I have like a bunch of Kipple, little zombies and stuff. So I still kind of have that romanticized notion of yeah. this like divine inspiration, but maybe like coming from little tokens or little items of my, my like travels. So you're working on a couple, you're working on a short story or novella, or you're not sure what it's going to turn into right now. And yeah. did where, uh, where did that idea kind of spark? Cause you came up with that. Cause we were talking, I came up with while you were writing your current one. Um, yeah. It was just like a, so yeah. there's these moments, right? Like when you're going through the writing process, if you're working on a big piece, if you're, you know, letting it sit for a few months or if you're sending it off to beta readers, you'll have these gaps of time where your primary project is on the back burner or off being read somewhere and you have time. So I didn't want to yeah. lose the routine. So I was playing with ideas, you know, and I kind of want to stay in genre. Yep. So I was going to write like, oh, a ghost story or, you know, a vampire story. 
And um, I had inspiration for like a suburban vampire story really based on a specific like school shooting that had kind of happened. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, what what is a suburban vampire tale look like with an, like an undercurrent of of that kind of school violence and mm -hmm. the parental structure that um, maybe accidentally encourages or, or makes an environment where that could happen. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that came from, you know, timely news and me being angry, honestly, mm -hmm. and like a little upset and wanting to critique. Yep. Um, so, but now through that, right, I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. I'm going to start writing it. And as I was like thinking about the beats, and I was like, why does this feel so familiar? And I was like, oh my God, this is let the right one in. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's very, very similar. So I was deflated, right? Because I was yeah. like, oh, I had this idea. And now as I'm teasing it out, it's feeling similar to something that's very well known. It's a book in its own right. And it's two successful movies. Yeah. So the question is, you know, is it worth pursuing? Um, I do feel like after having read you know, 75% of let the right one in now just to make sure this to see if my, if it makes any sense for me to focus my time on something like this. Mm -hmm. I think it's different enough to continue. Um, but I certainly had like a gut punch about coming across an idea that was just so similar and, and so well-formed. I think I'm commenting on different things, Yeah. but I was very, it was very close to completely derailing me, which, you know, it was kind of like boo-hoo, not that big of a deal because I do consider it kind of a side project yep. from like the big, you know, critical mass piece that I'm working on that I want to push out. Yeah, and yeah. I never even saw this really as the next big book. Mm -hmm. I have like another idea for that, but I, I did see it as at first a short and, and now as I'm writing, maybe more of a novella, but my themes are different. As part of your process, obviously, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you're just doing some brainstorming early on. Right. And then I think that's kind of like, if you're, if we're shifting into the, the conversation of turning ideas into a story, like how do you, what's, what are some things that you can do to get there to do something, you know, um, cause everyone's got ideas, right? <laughs> yeah. What are the things you can do to, to, to see one, if that story, if that idea is a story or can be, or can just, mm -hmm. you know, fulfill an entire story or if it's just a short story or something, but there's any other things you do outside of just like general brainstorming, uh, to get into like any research or character. Like I'd say like when I know that it's something that I'm interested in is when my brain creates like a vignette or a yeah. scene for this one, it was like a swing set scene. You know, I had like a nighttime swing set yep. and that one like still, or that one kind of image I started building a story around it mm -hmm. and all my ideas don't have those moments yeah. yeah but I feel like I deeply rely on five to ten of those moments if I'm writing a large piece and then it's connecting them yep that that's like when I start to think about the beats and where those moments fit into like that structure how about you Russ like I, I'll have an idea I do a lot of like the what if kind of you know scenarios I think I had like a flood of ideas as the, I was in the, the, the heat of writing um, host. And I just started writing all those things down into like a notebook or, you know, spreadsheet. Um, but I think, <laughs> I think what helps me is like, I'll have an idea and I'm like, okay, is this enough to, you know, be a novel, be, you know, that 70, 80,000 words where I'd want to be. And usually I'll take that and I'll start dig, you know, diving into like research, like locations and, people world building um even finding other books that are similar to to what i'm like trying to write you know mm -hmm. um yeah was, like most of the things is like oh, i have an idea it's like oh that'd be i'd fit perfectly 
or that'd be kind of cool if it was in some sci-fi setting or um i'm a big heist i love heist movies i love heists so i follow a lot of <laughs> crime blogs around you know, like bank robberies and stuff like that and i'm like oh what if that was like you know, sci-fi whatever thriller or something you know how mm-hmm. would i how would i build that out and what would that look like so that's kind of like where i start and that will flood the kind of site they call kind of cycle back into each other like right where that'll come back into brainstorming and all sense like more like just writing things out um potential scenes and stuff like that so that's an i operate differently so my my research <laughs> isn't until i'm like pretty far in oh really um yeah that's interesting yeah okay i think i want to see it in my head first okay and, I can't, I can't I, until I've built the, I, I can't, I can't see it yet until I've started building like the major pieces. It's kind of like interesting. I, <laughs> it's, like I'd gotten to a scene in my current book where like uh, a character gets to like a hotel Yeah. and I was like, yeah, okay. It's like this kind of seventies vibe, kind of froofy hotel. That's great. Yeah. All right. What does that look like? You know? Yeah. And I kind of started describing it. And then I started doing like research of like New York city hotels and Boston hotels during that time period yeah. just to make sure it was kind of lined up. But that was like day of dude. Like I yeah, didn't yeah, do yeah. any like lead up research. <laughs> I find that interesting. Cause like I will definitely do, I, I kind of go backwards. I got, or not backwards, but researching kind of building out the pieces first and trying to visual, like visualize the, the individual, like what's this world look like? And then, okay, I can see it now. It's like, I can start plotting, you know, stick figures to kind of go through the motions of like, all right, what's the scene kind of look like? Um, I, and I kind of, it's, it, I mean, it all, it's all kind of feeds back into each other. Right. And I think at the, once I've built the world and kind of general stick figure characters, who's going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel good about, I would say the major points of like the beat sheet, right? Like what are we, where are we starting? What's in the middle? And how's this ending? Then I'll get into thinking about like characters and like built like kind of shaping them a bit more in the clay and like what's their motivations or goals or needs. And what's more like more of the conflicts, um, you know, external, internal stuff like that. But uh, I find I, I find that kind of fascinating. I do a ton of research up front because I want to, once I start to write, um, I just want to have it all ready so I can just write. I get too antsy. <laughs> I like, I, I can't, I'm like, no, like I want to write. So I just kind of dive in, but I don't write with nothing. Like I am, I am moving towards probably that first vignette yeah. right? that I've kind of, you know, created in my head yeah. and it always changes a little bit. Yeah. Just like the characters change, you know, as you get to like, you know, 20, 30 percent in the story, they start to kind of become their own. It's like the Panzer vs. Planner uh, part two episode. <laughs> it's weird because there is some planning. Like when I think back to I guess you can't consider it research necessarily. But when I was plotting my book, you know, kind of years ago, I was taking inspiration um, while I was going on runs through like Boston mm-hmm. and I was running you know, up the Charles and um, I'd run underneath the um the massive bridge and there was this nice little alcove down there and i was like wow what like wouldn't that have been such a cool punk hangout in the 70s and as i kind of peered in it was so dark i was like oh there was like definitely a spot for a fire there was broken glass i was like oh that's definitely like a spot where i want to have my characters go and i didn't write about that for like a year after i was running Mm -hmm. but that kind of boots on the ground research like i was kind of already plotting their journey through the city yeah. um not in order just yep. kind of taking these little mental pictures about where i wanted them and where i saw them and we probably talked about it touch on it in a couple episodes what's what's your uh what do you do when you come across uh, uh you have an idea i know you went through this with critical mass uh, yep. and all of a sudden you read a book and you're like 
Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is that with a different character name, and that's about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a few of those moments. I think there's a couple things at play. I think there's the real ones, right, mm-hmm. where the ideas are very similar, and like this, like let the right one in compared to like this new one I'm working on. It's super similar, and then there's some that are in genre and have similarities. Like I read um, Paul Tremblay's Survivor Song. It's, it's Boston based. It's an outbreak. And like, I felt like a gut punch at that time. I was like, oh Man. no, that's what I'm writing about. But as I went through the book, it's, it's completely, completely yeah. different. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of moments of self-doubt mm-hmm. when you come across similar works, whether it be, you know, books, movies, games. Mm-hmm. And um you just need to make sure that if you stick with your idea, which I'd say everybody should, just make sure that you iterate. I mean, they're influenced by things too. Yeah. What What was really kind of freaking me out was sitting down and doing a full rewatch. Uh, actually, my well, my kid's first watch of Stranger Things because I was really far along into my book. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like there's so many moments that are similar. <laughs> yeah. And there's like tentacles and, you know, whatever else zombie type creatures and you know kids on quests and but then it makes sense because you look at stranger things and all of its influences of Mm -hmm. the thing which you know i loved the remake of the thing by carpenter and you know goonies and you know whatever else so i I think if you're born of a certain time you have similar influences so it makes a ton of sense to me that like critical mass shares similarities with stranger things but i will say that in that moment i was like should I just stop? Like, is this looking like derivative drivel now? Now looking back at it and you kind of got over that. Um, yeah, I did. Do you think it was good? Do you, do you think it was still a good idea to continue to search and read those books that you, that you think were similar? Uh, and did yeah. you go out of your way to find others then at that point? Were you like, maybe I should read some others to see what else is out there? I mean, I started because I wanted to get comps. I yes. wanted to see like, yeah. it was like a competitive analysis of where my book would fall in a library or on a bookshelf. Yeah. So on top of doing like the scariest books of the past 50 years, I just wanted to do like contemporary novels that came out in the past five to 10 years that dealt with similar situations or had like a similar POV. Yeah. Um, now there was similarities, but there was never a, I never felt threatened enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it like I never felt like I had to completely pivot what I was doing. Cause I think what I was working on and still am working on yeah. was unique enough the deserving is the wrong word, but I, I felt comfortable enough with my book existing near those books. And obviously I'm aiming super high, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm looking but at it's... published books that are like at the library and at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't regret doing the research. I think it's hard to do because it, it there was a lot of self-doubt, but I think there was also a lot of like, I don't know, it, it also it, moments, I was doubtful at moments and I was confident in others. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, that's great. And then other books I read, I was like, oh, wow, like I could fit in here. And others, I was like, I can do this. Like I'm yeah. doing this. Yep. I just need to refine. So, but that might be the wrong way. Like maybe, maybe you do a comp analysis, but like maybe I should have done that before I started writing. I, I did it when I was like well into the third act. That's interesting. I think, uh, I'm trying to think, I, I think I did early, I think I did more uh, comps early on. And it was more for like just guiding me and keeping me on track with how I wanted the book and the story to feel. Mm-hmm. Of course, mine were more movie based at the time. 
So I was like, yeah, I like, uh, you know, War Games, Three Days of Condor, stuff like those, you know, espionage movies and stuff like that. And then I was like, I really enjoy like the fun, breezy uh, friendship team of Ready Player One, even though my story is not like that at all. But I like how that's, you know, that team, 80s nostalgic, you know, kids on bikes type of thing. They're not my story. They're not kids, but that same kind of vibe and feeling that adventure feeling I kind of wanted to capture. And then I started like, well, I should probably start reading novels that I'm writing in like a thriller genre. (laughs) So I started reading Mm -hmm. more and more of those. uh, And yeah, I was like, okay, just to get a sense of, of, and we talked about this like a couple of genre expectations, you know, it was more for that. Uh, and I was less concerned about any ideas running across anything else because I already knew it was like, yeah, it, this is just a, it's another, th- it's a thriller. And I, I think doing it early on was good uh, just to keep me focused on the feel of it. So shifting a little bit still, I mean, we're still on the ideas here. What do you, did you encounter this while you're working on, on Critical Mass where all of a sudden another idea just pops in your head and you're like, it just kind of becomes a distraction. Like one that won't fit into. <laughs> yeah. Like you've got an idea for what, uh, maybe it's a character or something like that. And you're like, okay, this doesn't work in this world. Or, or maybe it's just like, I would say just an idea for a completely separate story uh, while you're working on the current thing. Did you encounter that while you're working on critical mass? And what'd you do with that? Did you were you like, you know what? I'm going to put you in a box over here. Just stay out of my way. <laughs> or did you, break up your time and spend a little bit with that and come back to critical mass. No, I think it'd be completely, well, let me phrase it this way. Yes. Yeah. I had ideas during that time period, but when I was like on routine, trying to hit my goals of working on critical mass, it was just that, but I'll say inside of that process, like as previously mentioned, there are times where the book needs to sit, or you send it off to beta readers and you yeah. have a few weeks or months to do other stuff. And that's kind of where I kicked those ideas down to the curb. Um, because there, you want to keep the routine if you can. Yeah. Yep. And it, it's nice to kind of have some ideas to play with during that time period. So yes, I worked yeah. on them in those months, but not congruently while yeah. trying to get, you know, the, 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 the main story done. Yeah, not to a detriment to to getting in the way of this. Yeah, the story you're trying to to work on now. Yeah. How about you? Because I know that you did definitely have like oh, you God. were like super inspired for a oh. while. You were <laughs> coming like, like nonstop stuff. My my brain exploded. I was like on a whiteboard. I was like in my room, fucking <laughs> no pads ripped up and torn it's up on the floor. It's, it's all connected. I was like, yeah, what's this Charlie there? The the red string everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I just had like a flood of like, oh, that's that's, and I started pulling other ideas and mashing them together, and uh, and I think I was thinking I was starting to build out the world for a secondary character in Host, and I was like, oh man, this is cool. I I, I find it cool. I'm like, I'm into this, and then and I was like, wait, well, yeah, this is kind of informing the things I have to say or can't say in this book. So because I, I I was like, oh, I got this idea for having you know these books are all gonna kind of live in the same universe with each other. And it's just, they're all gonna be standalone stuff where you can read and be like, okay. And there's gonna be references to other characters because I just really enjoy that stuff. So I was like, oh, do I have to actually start thinking about at least on like large, you know, brush strokes of what things can I say and not say in this book or making sure those things align with these other stories. You know, uh, I'm gonna kind of have like a whatever prequel story to one of the characters in this book. And I have ideas for two more books for her, you know, that's gonna kind of wrap up her storyline. Um, and of course, you know, a, a lot of times I will say I did, I took the time, like you said, in between, 
you know, handing the book off to beta readers or just taking a breather from the main book and stuff like that to focus on this stuff just to keep, you know, the brain going. Um, but there was a time where I was just burned out on the main book and I didn't want to, I didn't want to look at it anymore. And it was sitting there mm. and it needed to be worked on and I was behind and I just couldn't. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to put you in a box, main, <laughs> main book, get out of my way. And yep. I sat there and I just started whiteboarding, you know, this sci-fi time travel one I wanted to work on. I was like, yeah, I like time travel. I'm going to tell a time travel story. And I sat there and mapped it out, watched a bunch of time travel movies, read time travel books, and just took a breather and then started writing scenes. I've got like a dozen scenes kind of written for this book, like just kind of random stuff. And I think it was good because it kept me, my brain moving creatively. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I've exhausted myself on this right now but I feel creative and now I'm ready to go back to this other book. Interesting. Uh, yeah. It was like a, I remember, I think you and I were talking during, uh, I mean, I was, I remember I sent you a text being like, I need a, a, a description yeah. for this or whatever. And you gave it to me. You're like, Oh, you're like, that sounds great. It's going to the book. I'm like, no, 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 a different book. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> yep. dude, get back on the other one. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm I like, um, not neurotic, but like when I focus on a thing, I have to focus on the thing. Yeah. And, I, I have to finish it or I like self-flagellate. I like yeah. kind of get angry at myself, but I can totally vibe that idea because I, I hit moments in writing where I just felt like, where am I going? What am I doing? Yeah. You know, trying to reconfigure characters, like who makes sense and what, why are they going and what are their character motivations? Yeah. Which I'm still ironing out in moments. So yeah, I mean, I can understand. So you don't think that when you it didn't distract you, you actually needed the mental break and you came back refreshed. Yeah, it was it was like going on vacation after being at you know at work for for a long time. Um, you're just like I need I need a breather, and I I was cautious. I was like I can't get I can't go down this rabbit hole too far, and I can't go too far down this rabbit hole because this thing needs to get done. Uh, but I also felt okay because I was like I have gone I've gotten so far with this this book, the first one that. I wasn't concerned about going back to it and getting back into it. You didn't think uh, you, you weren't going to lose the thread. You no. weren't going to get distracted and start and not finish something else. So yeah, no, I was not. It was I was too far. It wasn't like I was halfway through and I had no idea where I was going with my ending. You know, um, you know. Now it was like, oh, I've written twenty thousand words and I just gave up. I was like, no, no, no. This book is it's done. It's it's there. It's just it's in the refining you know stages. So me putting it off to the side and letting it sit and simmer for a little bit. And me just escaping from the, that world and those characters for a bit and jumping into something else was good, I think, for my brain to be like, all right, let's get back into this. That combined with reading books in the genre of the first book, like reading some thrillers that were kind of light and airy and fun, and got me mm -hmm. back. I was like, okay, I gotta. I think I've got a really fun story to tell here. Uh, let me get back into it. And then as soon as I read like one one chapter, I was like, all right, this is this isn't bad. I think it's pretty good here. <laughs> so, I'm back. All right, let's do this. So. Uh, but yeah, I think there's, there's, there's a line. You got to be cautious of like those, uh, you know, just be wary of, of an idea that's, if it's pulling you too far away uh, from completing something else and, you know, what are you doing, right? So uh, there yeah, is- I don't know if it would work for me, but I can see how it would work for some. Yeah. And I, I think there's like a couple, like you always see there's like, you know, and it's kind of ties in. Like I, I did some like Google searching for like, you know, author quotes about ideas or idea, you know, quote, famous quotes about ideas. Right. And I read like 50 of them. They all are basically the same thing where it's like ideas, they boil down to like the same thing where it's like ideas are nothing, you know, without execution. That's basically it. So it's like, if you, mm. if you sit there and you, you have an idea and you only half bake it, it's still, it's, 
it's it's nothing really it's just there i mean sure you could be and I can see your brain already twisting and, and disagreeing with me, but <laughs> like, right. It sounds pretentious to me that ideas are nothing without that. It's like gatekeeping, you know, like if you wrote 20,000 pages, like good work, man, like you got, maybe, maybe that's not your book, but maybe that's the first mm. step to something else. You wrote half a story. Sure. <laughs> what, the, what is that? That's your, the beginning of your path to writing. Maybe the next uh, idea and the next thing you write is, 40K. This is good. We completely disagree on this one, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, I think just sitting down, if you have an idea and you sit down and you get anything down at all, even if you sit just to work on it, I feel like that's a success. I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I also agree. Like when we sit here and like writing, if you're writing anything, that's, it's very good. I think it's, if you're, if you're wanting to tell a story though, and you, I guess if you get stuck at just the idea phase and you don't execute on anything, I guess that's, that's more what it boils back down to. I should say like, you know, dot, dot, dot caviar here. You know, if you just have an idea for a story, that's, that's, that's not, and you don't do anything on it, you don't execute anything on it, then what do you have? You just have an idea that's just, Everyone's got ideas, right? Like you need to do something with it. Even if you write 20,000 words, at least do something with it. You still disagree with that? Like, <laughs> Tim, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know what? I've got a great idea for a story. It just sits there and I do nothing with it. What is, what, what good is that? Did it make you happy? I guess, you know, like, <laughs> like it's all about your time, you know, hmm. like it's like, what's value. Yeah. Okay. So if we're, if we're equating it to like, I've got a great idea for dinner tonight. And I don't make the dinner and nobody gets full. I failed as a father. But if I enjoyed the idea of planning it, like there's people who sit down and they just read cooking magazines, right? They don't make any of that stuff. But if there's like, if you like the way you're spending your time, yeah. no, you're not necessarily a writer, but maybe you want to share your idea and collaborate with somebody else who is. Well, then it's a hobby and you're just, you're in the, you're in the, you have a hobby of coming up with ideas which okay, I like, I like sure. you better when you didn't write books. If, you know, I guess if that makes you happy, I am, this is not gatekeeping at all. Tim. This is just like, this is just you. There is a point where you're creating something and an idea is just an idea. Yeah. An idea is an idea, but no, but it makes sense, right? Like if the goal is to write something and share it with the world, an idea is nothing without actually doing that. Right. You know what? Don't I, agree I can, with me. I'm not turning on. Like, I just like the, I no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you disagree with me right now, Tim. <laughs> I mean, I do. I mean, I disagree because it's about, it's like a value proposition to me. It's like, I think there's worth in process. And if part of that process is ideation mm. and it gets you to sit down and like you have your morning meditation or whatever it is, like you're taking time for yourself. I still think there's value in that without the product. Mm. And I know that's like overly cerebral and like what is art and what's a valuable spend of your time. But I don't feel like there's a wasting of time as long as you yourself are happy. You know, if your ultimate goal is to share a book and it's not meeting that goal, fine. But if your ultimate goal is to sit down and have a routine and take time for yourself mm. and like be open to creation, then I feel like that's okay. I don't know. <laughs> Too flighty? No, uh, I mean, maybe I, I, a little bit. I mean, I guess the core of this too came down to like the 50 or 100 or so quotes I scrolled through. And, and these are from like famous authors and everyone else being like, yeah, ideas are think, a dozen. Like everyone says they have an idea. Like I was reading like 80% of Americans think they want to, you know, they have a book in them. It's like, yeah, but only a, a certain percentage of them even execute on it. So it's like, I think it's, it's 
great, obviously, to have ideas, no doubt. Like, obviously, have ideas, but I think that's what I'm taking issue with. Is that like, yes, there's these famous authors, and not even authors. Get, I mean, it's just across I'm, the board. But go for it. No, let it rip. This is good. I love it. <laughs> it to me, it feels like gatekeeping. Interesting. It's upsetting to me because I feel like, yeah, everybody's got an idea, and maybe eighty percent of the world wants to write a book. Write a book, and and the vast majority of them don't yeah. but they don't because they have like a million conflicting priorities a soul-sucking nine to five figure They've it out if it's something you want to do figure it out yeah but it's i think it's why the neurotic make art because they can't do the nine to five so they mm. either spin out and do nothing yeah. and are like shaking a can on the side of the street but like if, if you're egotistical enough to th and believe in yourself which i think you kind of need to be a little bit to be a successful artist you're also egotistical enough to not share your time with your family with work you know you're not putting others first you are you are a walking and and you are a walking contradiction right now because i'm turning <laughs> on you and this is a compliment too is that everything you just said is bullshit because you have a full-time job you have an awesome family you take care of them and you have a dog you've got everything and you and you take time to spend time with your friends, you have a full plate and take care of yourself. We've had, we've talked about this a million times every podcast. And guess what else you just did? You finished writing 118,000 words of a book, dude. So I'm calling bullshit on that. <laughs> so, oh God, how do I say this without saying like, this isn't meant to be like self-aggrandizing, but it was... Yeah. It's really hard to do all the things. Absolutely. No doubt. And, and, that's, and, and that's what I'm and, saying. And like, through that, I think I'm not doing all the things as well as I could be. Like, if I could focus on the book more, I'd, yeah. it'd probably be a better book. If I could focus on the family sure. more, I'd probably hang myself in the garage. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Your kids don't listen to this, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's super difficult. I don't know. I just, I, I'd like to be... I don't know. I, I think the more art, the better for the most part. Yeah, but if you but if you're just coming up with ideas and you're not executing them, then there's no art and you just have an idea. Well, then it's like prayer. <laughs> no, I think we have to cap this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, long story short is don't let ideas take you away from ideas you're currently yeah. working on and make sure you yeah. make an attempt to complete them. <laughs> You know what? I think the other thing that kind of gives me, that irks me, one last thing is that the quotes that you're pulling, even though you didn't get them from there, it feels yeah. like some garbage you'd see on LinkedIn, yeah. you know, where it's like some capitalist, you know, oh, self-aggrandizing their work ethic. It's, yeah. It, it, yeah. And like, the, ex like separating themselves and from other people to sound special. But I'm just thinking like, if you have an idea, mm -hmm. but, and, but you don't know the process, like I had a million ideas when I was younger, right? Yeah. I, and I didn't, I had song ideas, didn't know how to write a song. You know, I had book and movie ideas, didn't know how to write a script. You know, didn't, I was too intimidated by like putting a book together and didn't care about looking into, you know, story or, or yeah. the beats or it mm -hmm. felt too intimidating, too big. Um, but there are tools out there that will allow you to take your idea and yeah. turn it into a story. But I think some people just need to be turned onto those resources. Yeah, getting pointed in the right direction, which maybe this podcast is doing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your friends. Yeah, everyone just got halfway through and like, oh, these two idiots are just arguing? All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unsubscribing. This is baloney. Uh, I don't like that. Right, right. Unsubscribe. I have, tons, I have tons of great ideas. They're all in a, they're all in a <laughs> basket over here collecting dust. Isn't that great? Oh, you're trying to make me argue with you again. <laughs> Uh, just egging you on. Baiting me. I do agree that 
writing anything is good. That's good, right? That like writing something is good. But if you're if you're setting out to to write a story, try, try and finish it. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's, push yourself to finish it. Like that's the that's that's the that's the end goal typically, right? I think so. like, we've talked about it before. There's so many moments to get derailed and distracted. Yeah. And for me, like before I start writing back to kind of ideation, I'll have a string of ideas. Mm -hmm. Now, just because I didn't sit down and write about the first one, you know, the like different scenes kind of will come to me if I'm like walking the dog or like I said before, like if it's before bed. Yeah. So I'll say, yeah, if you've got a basket full of ideas, try to stitch it together if you can into something. But if you have one idea, you might need four more before you can you know start to plot something through that that forest the ideation process i agree it's 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 you, you, don't force any ideas into something that's not maybe is that does that feel yeah i don't think you can i don't, I don't think you can shoehorn something into something that's not like you can have well, i think it'd be really easy to sit down with one idea and then be discouraged after a thousand words because yeah you got nowhere else to go i, I think sometimes it takes it takes time it takes time takes to time, one hundred percent, and yeah. and again, it comes back to the beginning. We're talking about like, you know, where you pulled your ideas for your for both your stories, and where I'm pulling, you know, doing research. If you've got an idea, look what other books are out there. Like looking at all the things that are out there and paying attention to the news or or articles or something that's closely related, you're going to get more ideas and and kind of basket them. And some will work, and some won't. And you got to kill some, and others you got to yeah. keep. So it's it's part of the process, and I think all of it just needs some time to 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 simmer. And I don't, again, like, you know, trying to force something into a story that's not, I think you'll know pretty quickly because you'll get discouraged and probably stop at 20,000 words because you haven't, you know. So I can think back to the very first kernel I had for this book and it's years ago, like way before I'd started writing. Yeah. And it was a dead boys song um, that I was listening to at the gym. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's one of their slower songs. It's called not anymore. And it's like, um, it's kind of like, gut-wrenching song about you know poverty and the winter time and you know going to see a movie alone whatever from that song scenes started to pop in my head about what it would be like to be like impoverished in a punk in the 70s in boston and once again there's my overlay well like what's the supernatural thing happening you know yeah in there but that was probably two years before i tried to do a script yeah and it was three years before I sat down and actually started to use that. Now, no scene really from that like vision mm -hmm. is in the book, but the feeling yeah. is in the book. Yep. Yep. You know, so that was an idea that didn't go anywhere for a long time. Yeah. But, but, it, but it stuck with me for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I, I, same way. Uh, you know, I've got my spreadsheet full of just a list of, <laughs> <laughs> a list of ideas. Hashtag spreadsheet. Hashtag spreadsheet. Yeah. They, like, I honestly, just, I just, I just got a list of things and some are just like one word sentences. I'm like, I forget what that was. Or, oh yeah, I remember what this was. And then I'll start, I'll pull something or an article and I'll just, I'll just throw it in there with it and just let it sit and simmer. Cause like, well, you know what? That's not something I need to be distracted with, but oh, for later mm -hmm. on, this might be great for a different story or uh, to plug in somewhere else. So ha creating the ideas, spinning them up and having them and just, and, and tracking them or at least jotting them down and having the back burner is fine. Cause something will feed into something else later on. But I think the idea yeah. is like, you know, it, it, at least be looking to, if you're looking to complete a story, complete a story. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, right now I've got, including the book that I'm just about done with, 
I've got like four working ideas. Yeah. All kind of in genre. One's almost done. One's in the nascent stages. And the other two are kind of in the research phase. Yeah, yeah. But all genre. But yeah, I don't know. Who knows if I'll ever get to them. There might, it might be three years before I get to the last two. Yeah. So what do you, uh, what do you, what you, you reading anything? Yeah. I mean, as I've talked about a million times already in this podcast, I'm just about done with the novel, Let the Right One In, which okay. is good, but interesting. There's like, a, like, it's just interesting looking yeah. at, um, there's like occasional head hopping and, yeah, you know, I don't know if it's a translation thing or not, but, um, it's a great book, you know, it's in what omniscient third for the most part with moments of limited third. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's great. What else am I working on? Just about done with uh, this is my audio book side of things. So I've got my the book I read before bed, and I've got the books I listen to when I walk my dog. So I'm finishing up um, American Gods by Neil Gaiman, mm. which nice. I really liked in the beginning, and now it's just this like meandering photo book of travels across America that I could really kind of care less about. It's gotten way too unfocused. Um, I mean, Neil Gaiman, you know, a very creative and, you know, super talented, but his writing is not hitting me, mm. you know, it's, um, I, I think the creativity is there, right? The character's there, but, but the language itself that that's being used yeah. is, um, it's just not, it's not for me. I think it's for a lot of people. It's not for me. Yeah. I cannot believe how long this book is, um, <laughs> for, for how little is, because the, the concept is so good. You know, there's like the yeah. old gods of the old worlds like you know egypt and asgard and all that stuff and then there's the new gods of like technology and yeah. you know the television and and you know whatever else and the war is brewing between the old gods who have become like these old charlatans yep. and the new gods who are like essentially like american idol elite or something yeah and um it's such a cool concept I, i'm I, I never saw the tv show but i'm sure it makes for a very visual and beautiful show um but the book is just meandering yeah I, I like i've lost the thread i'm like what are we doing like yeah. where where are we going it, it, it's so often it's like oh you're just describing your travels across america like i feel like he just drove and flew across america and sat down and you know it, it needed to be heavily edited yeah um, who am i to say you know it's it's a best-selling book he's a famous amazing author but i can say at a minimum it's it's not for me it's like when i finish a movie and i'm like that could have been 30 minutes shorter this could be like 200 pages shorter a lot of movies I watched recently could be at least thirty minutes short. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar. Oh, man, maybe yeah, definitely. How about you? What are you uh, reading, watching, playing? I am finally getting back to that Shadow of the Gods book, which I started so long ago and just didn't finish. Uh, it's really good. I'm very much enjoying it. Um, uh, I'm like maybe a third of the way through it right now. Um, yeah, it's good. Very good. John Quinn. Uh, Viking stuff. I'm trying to reboot in my memory of all the character names because they're all like these, you know, Viking names. So I'm like, who's who's click click what Vrick and who's this? I don't know what the heck. Brecca and Orca and I'm like, who is everyone? Um, but it's great. It's um, it's a lot of fun. Completely, completely out of my my genre. Um, so it's like a fantasy Viking stuff. So, did you pick uh, up that uh, new McCarthy book yet? No passenger, the, the the passenger and the other one. Yeah, Jill uh, got it not. for me for for Christmas. I'm either going to read that next, or I'm going to start the Broken Earth trilogy. That is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. The one yeah. that you recommended. I just picked those up the other day. Yeah. Um, 
So thanks for the recommendation there. Really interested to read the various yeah. POVs that are oh, used in those books. So interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a little tough at first, but then once you get in a groove with it, and I would say if, once you start it, just continue through all th- through all three books if you can, because uh, taking a break in between and coming back, you'd be like, who's that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I think we just discussed this, but I think it, it felt like it was one big story. And then I think when it went to go publish it, they broke it up into three separate books because capitalism. Well, I bought all three. Yeah. <laughs> so they weren't um, at the library. So I now very, own them. Very worth it. Um, and I think I'm actually going to start uh, finish the rest of the Sandman series. Now you're talking about Neil there. Um, I read the first three books. And I think I have to go through what is it, four through there were like separate volumes. Yeah, there. I think I read the first few. I enjoyed them. Yeah. I feel so. like his, his language works better in like, short bubbles yeah. <laughs> around a character's names. Less, less words to use. Less words for you. Uh, well, that was, a, yeah. that was a fun episode, I think. Yeah, I'm glad we argued. Yeah, we need it sometimes every once in a while just to disagree on something. Yeah. Spreadsheets versus spreadsheets. Not, no spreadsheets. Answers and planning. Uh, and... Ideas that aren't executed R- on. Uh, Rust gatekeeping. Oh, uh, absolutely. Totally gatekeeping. Or being inspirational. It you know, I think it's we're like good cop, bad cop, you know? Like you're the you're you're good cop. Yeah, you're yeah, oh, yeah, you're definitely a good cop. If I come in and kids are drawn to walls, you're gonna be like, uh, uh, you, that's okay. It's you made art. And I'll be like, What are you doing? Get the, <laughs> get the paint bucket and this is how you learn how to paint a wall. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now go back in your cell. Yeah. <laughs> your spreadsheet cell. Yeah. A1. Uh, but yeah, that was a good episode. I Thanks everyone for listening. If you made it this far. What do we got next, man? Uh, oh, we're going to talk about the publishing, self-publishing kind of steps to get there. And, and, and Oh man, because you're getting close, right? You are oh, almost so done. Spring 2023. Um, yeah. So real close. And I'm going to be shifting myself into learning all of the things I need to learn to do from registering ISBN numbers to potentially setting up a publishing imprint name for myself to print the- Are you going to set up like, um, that's cool that you're doing a publishing imprint. Yeah. Thinking about doing that. I'm just doing some research on that. I get a sense of uh, what validations that bring. Is it worth it? So stuff I think like all those sorts of things we'll talk about. Um, I'll probably even talk a little bit about where how to distribute and stuff like that so yeah i was gonna ask are you gonna go like the um pre-order route like will people be able to pre-order the book or no it's a great question it's on my list of things to figure out <laughs> i i, I found some well, sign conf- me up for a copy bud yeah i found some conflicting opinions in that so i'll do some homework and uh we'll we'll talk about it so all right uh but yeah thanks everyone for listening if you enjoyed the episode think anyone else would like it send it along if you have any ideas for topics or just want to chat or if you think spreadsheets are awesome or if you hate them or if you like ideas just living off the side doing nothing for the rest of us <laughs> yes i got the last the last punch in there uh you can hit us on twitter at we're still on twitter right we still do that thing Ugh, yeah, yeah i know anyway. i gotta tweet more i think uh, we should get on youtube right oh we will we're, we're gonna get there soon so right underscore because i don't twitter. need to do anything yeah <laughs> YouTube coming in 2023. You'll see it. Uh, Or you can head over to writersyndrome.com for all the episodes, other contact info. And I think that's it. So until next time, just keep, keep writing any of your ideas. Just keep writing.